You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 171, Talk About Trusting Your Team with Ashley Ebert. When Ashley Ebert started her wedding planning company, The Simply Elegant Group, she was a one-woman operation. She never dreamed that years later she would grow the business to one of the largest planning companies in the country with a team of over 40 employees and over $4 million in sales. As a natural-born connector, Ashley now gets to share what she has learned about leadership and team development through her company, The Abundance Group. Ashley's mission is to help over 15,000 service-based entrepreneurs to build their dream businesses by building their teams. And today, Ashley is back on the show for the second time to talk about trust. One of the most asked questions I get and Ashley gets about building a team is how do you trust your team and what happens when your team missteps? We get into all of it, friends. You're going to want a coffee or a tea and a notebook for this one. Go grab those things and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hey, guess what? It's time. The Wedding Summit Series is back. Over the past two years, over 10,000 wedding pros have joined the Wedding Summit Series events. All about community, design, and client experience. But this time around, we're talking about marketing and advertising. Make more money with a winning marketing strategy, content that speaks to your ideal client, and advertising you actually see a return on. I am so excited for you to see my talk called The Method in the Message, How to Craft a Joyous Brand Message with Ease. It's going to help you easily write copy for your Instagram and your website that sounds like your best self and attracts only the best clients. Now remember, this summit is different. Summits and online events that tackle the entire scope of running a wedding business can only really scratch the surface of every topic, but the Wedding Summit series is different. It goes deep. We only focus on one topic at a time. We go deep to ensure that you leave having mastered the topic area and are ready to implement right away. So mark your calendar and join us February 20th to 22nd. That's right, only three days because we know you're busy. And grab your free ticket at www.reneedallow.com forward slash WSS. That's for Wedding Summit Series. reneedallow.com forward slash WSS. See you at the summit, friends. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, your girl, Renee Dallow. And I am here with a repeat guest. A repeat. There's very few repeat guests, y'all. So when there's someone back, you know that it's some good-ish. Ashley Ebert is here today with us to talk about trusting your team. Ashley, how are you? What's up? I was also going to say, as Margot Fraser likes to call me Ebert, because she thinks I'm That's right. I am. That's right. If you, listen to the last, <laughs> if you listen to the last episode <laughs> Ashley was on, I full on just said, like, have I been saying your name wrong for all these years? And I, it's not. I was right. It's Ashley well, and honestly, I was on a podcast last week and someone did not say my name right. I'm like, whatever. Like, we're friends here. Friends can screw up and call each other whatever. Like, cool, cool. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter at all. I just love that Ash, uh, that um, Margot, who has a French last name, just assumed that it was I know. cooler than me. I mean, I liked it. I was like, I'm fancy in Margot's world. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we'll take it. But 
for those people who do not know you, they've heard your bio. You are all things team. You are all things team building. You are all things hiring employees, building a team. And I am so psyched for our conversation because, you know, I'm so excited for this topic because we've talked about team building before, like how to hire and who to hire. But now this is like different. This is a deeper layer. This is like trusting your team, which sounds simple, but is it? Well, I, you know, no, <laughs> no, so much, so much layers to this. The first is, um, you know, there are other humans coming into our world and humans sometimes have posed to be untrustworthy in some situations, you know, but also you're, you're letting them in this world that you have created and spent countless hours building reputation and the offerings, like all these things, right? So it's it's not only that like we're really protective of our businesses, but also like we're letting humans involved and sometimes humans have caused us pain in the past. So like, give yourself a break. It totally makes sense that trust. And I'm not gonna lie, Renee, we have a lot of planners that hang out and planners, you know, they like control just a smidge. They like a little oh, bit of control. Sure. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm not going right, to sit here and I, say that I don't like, yeah, I love yeah, having I mean, control over everything. It takes a lot for right. me to um, let go of things, mm-hmm. which I know, I mean, yeah. speaking of the choir, everyone here listening is like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's pretty normal. I think that reaction. Oh, hundred percent for, like I say, for reasons that you've poured your heart, your soul, your energy into this business and this brand and then you're, you're, the person coming into your world, world is, is oftentimes, especially if you're hiring outside of your network, is a total question mark. You've maybe right. had a 30-minute interview with them, where, of course, you know they're on their best behavior. So, so yeah, it totally makes sense. And again, the fact that you've worked so hard to, to build the business, you don't want just anybody involved with it. So I want to just acknowledge that it's super normal, completely makes sense. Um, and I think at some point, every business owner that has a team has felt that way. So do you operate as a, as an employer with the, you know, understanding that like, or the idea that like everyone is trustworthy until proven otherwise, or like, do you want someone to build trust with you? Like, how do you approach it? You, you teed me up, Renee. I have a couple different things that I really want to talk about in this podcast. And the first is, it's kind of like a mantra. I always joke people that go through our intensive when we're talking about on our uh, week where we talk about onboarding and hiring and finding talent, there's this key phrase. I'm like, everyone should get this plastered in their, in their office. And it's what I live by. It's trust, but verify. So we should give people the benefit of the doubt. We should think that they're going to show up and do well, but we also verify the work. We check in on them. We make, we don't give them the keys of the kingdom and say, bye, see you later. Just mess up everything and put it back the way you think it's supposed to go. You say, Hey, cool. I, I, I give given you these tasks. I've trusted you. And I just want to make sure that you're equipped and that you've done them to the way that I need you to do them. So my, you know, like I say, my mantra in this space is trust, but verify. Now, I can already tell that for some people listening, they're thinking like, well, that sounds like an awful lot of work. And didn't I hire someone to take the work off my plate? What's your feeling about that mindset? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a different, it's a different component to where you're spending the time, right? You should be, they should be taking your, their, you know, your time off your plate, say, doing administrative tasks, working with the client, you're going to add work in to managing a team, building a team, building your SOPs. But I like to think of it as a one to 10 ratio for every hour you're putting in, you're getting 10 back. 
And it's usually the longer you have a team, the more that actually is. It's one to a hundred for me, like with Simply Elegant. But that's the mindset you have to have. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, till the sand a little bit. You gotta put a little bit of work in. But every hour that you're putting in, you should be getting ten back return for the first six months. And then again, you know. Yeah, like so Lindsay Mackey, who y'all, if you're not in my world, she's the managing director at Simply Elegant. I put, you know, let's say a hundred hours of work into her, but I've gotten ten thousand hours back from her. So it's just a completely different. She's been on board with me for eight years. Oh, she wow. um, makes decisions. She also trains other people. So talk about exponential value on my time because I taught her once and then she taught five people and those five people went and executed. So, you know, exponential value to my time. So uh, there is this initial investment of time, but it should pay off very quickly. And you don't have to take on more work. You're just taking on different work. So that's really like how, how I love to get people kind of beyond that hurdle of, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't have enough time. It's really yes. about investing and you're not giving more, but you know you're gonna see that return very quickly. I love that mindset. What do you think about, um, I've had this conversation, let me start this way. I've had this conversation with several entrepreneurial friends, not just wedding pros, but you know, I'm in other online spaces as well. And they say, um, especially those who hire virtually, right? Hiring through Zoom or only, you know, working with people as a virtual assistant and, and so forth, that it's really hard to tell if they're trustworthy because they can't like meet them in person and get like, quote unquote, a vibe. Do you feel that that's true? I don't feel that it's true. I've hired plenty of people virtually, but I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. I mean, I think the, we have a different belief about interviewing at the Abundance Group. We don't think it's an interrogation. We don't think, tell me all the ways that you've done this. And in the most, in, in your last job, tell me the most creative solution you had, whatever, right? Like we're, that to me is an interrogation. I'm just trying to find the right answer so I get out alive, right? <laughs> we think it's about a conversation. It's about building the relationship from day one. And day one is that interview. So you're asking them things like, tell me more about you. You're digging into their character. What do you value? Um, you're, you're, you're building a, a larger picture of who this person is rather than solely honing in on their competency. So for us, you, yes, I absolutely, I mean, I hire virtually for most of my team, uh, even at Simply Elegant. There's some people I've met three times at retreats that we do, but they work in Chicago. I'm based in Minneapolis. So I absolutely believe you can have that rapport. It just takes intentionality and it's a different type of asking of questions, right? It isn't an interrogation. I'm not trying to trick you. Um, one of the things I actually have a strong opinion on, there's, um, you know, forms that people fill out and find the error. And if you did this wrong, or if you didn't submit it this way, it's like, I don't need a labyrinth of tests to see if I'm a good person. Like right. if I was just having a bad day or missed a detail, like for me, even as a planner, character outweighs me missing an itemized thing on your google form like yeah it's all I about the, the people so i do think you can get that via zoom um you just have to be intentional about your questions and you have to really be focused on character building questions i agree with that i also think too i mean and i think i say this from a place of just this is just my lived experience because almost everyone on my on my team especially anyone who works with me in los angeles i've known for literal years like I've known my associate planner for 20 years. <laughs> now, mm -hmm. I didn't know him as an associate planner. We were actors together, right? But 
he sort of went his own way in hospitality in New York and I did my thing in LA. And I think you hire for the person, not the skills. You can teach the skills. Well, and I, I honestly, I think depending on the type of person you're hiring, dare I say they may have better skills than you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. that's a really cool thing when you hire talent that is better or uh, more efficient or effective or has a different way of looking at a problem, because now your business is tapping into that person's wealth of knowledge. And that's, again, where, where I think magic happens. And I think that's where when, when you're building a team and you're starting to be intentional about that, magic is made for sure when you bring on people that have even more talent in certain areas than you do. And sometimes you can't even see that until you get into the depth depths with them. And oftentimes I think when you're teaching someone uh, a new skill or a new software and they, and they get it and they're like, Oh, I, okay. Yeah. This works for my brain. I'm like, great. It doesn't work for mine. Just tell me what I need to do. Where do it's... I enter in this line of them from a hundred percent? That's how my right. brain is. I'm a big picture thinker. I'm me too. Uh, get everybody on the boat. Let's go. Let's run. Let's, you know, but really I, I, I struggle in the detail, in the process, in the, and I have an amazing um, operations manager that has built out workflows in our mm -hmm. CRM that yes. are so beyond <laughs> that I'm like, yes, I know it saves her time and the value that that's given to the organization is, is again, it's just exponential. Yeah. And I think too, once your team really gets to know you, um, they know, they sort of know what you need more than you do, but you have to, again, get to that place of trust. Like I had a meeting, we're launching something in a couple of weeks and I had a meeting with my assistant for that, for that, just specifically for that with Kelsey. And we were on a zoom for like three hours and I was just, you know, talking basically. And I knew that she was writing it all down, but actually like after that meeting, she sent me like five emails with like five different, like, this is a spreadsheet. This became a calendar. This became a pie chart. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're like, lovely. Thank you. Never leave me. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that is also, you know, that's a, a little bit of, um, I think, trust too, because when I told Kelsey about this endeavor, she was like, well, never really done something like that before, but I want to try. And I was like, I trust that you will figure it out. Mm, I agree. And I think yeah. it's the idea of, of really, is it, you know, the person that you hired? Is it their skill set? But it's for me, I think it's again back to their character. I can have someone on my team that, um, like Kayla, I can, Renee, I don't remember if you've met Kayla. She's a partner. We've, for, we've met via for, email, I think. I was say, for Kayla's in both of my worlds. She's at Simply Elegant at Tag because I love her so much. She is truly one of the most high integrity human beings I have ever met. And when you're in that situation, when you hire someone like that, you can actually feel comfortable to say, hey, Kayla, can you take care of this? And if she says no, I know she exhausted every single possible potential to get that done. And I can go, cool, maybe we're just going to run a different direction. Yeah, and again, as a absolutely. visionary for me, like, I don't like to hear the word no, because I love the ideas. I like the vision, like whatever. But if I hear no from one of my team members, I know because we have built that trust that it is either not possible or not possible in this season. And I embrace and I go, okay, I trust you. I know that you're, you've done your due diligence and that's probably true. So yeah. it helps me facilitate the path in a more effective way because I even trust those no's in a different way. Now, when you were starting this journey of hiring and building your team, did you have to do any or a lot of self-development work on you, Ashley, in order to get to the place where you could trust someone? 
or have you are you broken like the rest of us <laughs> well first of all i am very broken let me just let me just say that right out of the gate um but i believe i'm obsessed with personal development uh leadership development um i also think a lot of entrepreneurs tend to be i think we always want to tinker make things better so it's cool because i think that quest or that that knowledge that yearning for that knowledge is really synonymous with the entrepreneurial community but uh a thousand percent i like to say um so so my dad and i uh use john maxwell's five levels 21 laws of leadership that we teach on and we add our own uh content to it but that's kind of the pillar content that we we talk about and you know the five levels of leadership if you're familiar the first one is basically position so you're a leader because you're you're in a position of authority it's like the base to the pyramid and um <laughs> i was 24 and i had a team of six let's say and we want to do a 360 leadership assessment to see like how i was doing and I didn't even get the people on my team to take the quiz or take the assessment. And my dad and I joked back and forth like, oh, so you're a level zero leader. Like you're <laughs> underneath the... <laughs> and he always says, Ash, I never said that to you. And I was like, well, it was just a funny, like that absolutely. I, you know, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I um, you know, categorized my team members incorrectly. I said things I shouldn't have said. I led with emotion. I didn't have an empathetic viewpoint. Um, I am a bright, fiery red or red yellow on the temperament scale. If you, mm -hmm. if anybody's familiar with that, and so um, I have like a direction, and I there, you know, so I've had to learn to really move more into my yellow, into my optimism, into my empathy and understanding. Um, and I think that is a a big thing that we teach in our intensive at Tag. We teach basically the last third of the program is around leadership development and building character yourself and building relationships and how you do that effectively. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. And I'm still on that journey. Uh, I still learn as much as I can. Um, anytime I can, I'm obsessed with learning about uh, temperaments and communication styles. Um, so absolutely. I think personal development is key and, <laughs> and I am nowhere near the end of my journey. In leadership. Well, me either. I know that one of the things I learned in the last I don't know, 10 years <laughs> um, right. with my team is that often my, my, my knee jerk reaction, my gut reaction um, shouldn't be communicated. Correct. Yep. Because I am someone, I'm very hard on myself and I have mm -hmm. extremely mm -hmm. high standards for myself yep. and yeah. it's really not fair of me to put those on other people, even though they know, right. But no one is going to benefit if I lash out, like no one's going to thrive under those working conditions. And that was a lesson I had to learn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, the other hard part, a little bit further into the building of a team, you know, phase of building a business is you learn also that your team, it's a job to them. So right. like for us, like it's our business. Sometimes people say it's our baby, it's our life. It's all of these things. We think about it all the time. And it is, uh, it can yeah. be really important to our team members and they can be really bought into the mission and love the work. But at the end of the day, it is a job and we have to be okay with that. And it is not fair for us to think it's anything other than that because that is not radically accepting the reality of the team member. That's they right. are in a job. You did provide an opportunity for them to work. Again, it doesn't mean they can't hustle and love your business as much as you do, but they don't own the business. And there is a differentiator that you kind of, you have to learn as you get a little bit more into your leadership journey.
I agree. So now I want to ask you about sort of maybe the darker side of trusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So in my market, many, many years ago, there was a friend, a good friend of mine who had a wedding planning business, who had several assistant planners and associate planners. And she had that sort of ladder system where someone would come in as an assistant and then they, after time and experience became an associate. And I think she even had lead planners in addition to herself, right? There was this whole sort of system of planners, right? Mm-hmm. And very, very locally, famously, all the girls underneath her basically defected and quit like on a Sunday night and took like half the client list with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And for, this was early when I was early in my journey of entrepreneurship and it was very much the attitude back then. Of course, this was several years ago, I think before we all knew more than we do today, but there was this attitude of like, you see, you see what happens when you trust too many people. Do you see what happens when you build a team? And there was this energy amongst the LA planners that was like, that would never, I would never do that. That would never, I couldn't believe blah, blah, blah. And we all kind of, you know, talked about like, how do you fix it? How do you prevent it? How can you stop that from happening to you? What do you think about a situation like that where there's clearly uh, something went wrong in that trust circle somewhere. Yeah, two things. First and foremost, I would say, and I don't know this planner, so I just want to like <laughs> disclaimer, right? And it's know, not my place to say who it was. And this yeah, is no, many no. years ago. She, you know, she's and, great. She's doing great now. <laughs> totally. I don't want to. I don't know that she did or didn't do this. But what I would say, the first, the first line of defense between something like this is your contracts and the clauses in those contracts. So you can have something about um, non-competes are kind of getting a little bit less used. Um, Actually, right now, um, kind of in the federal government, they're kind of thinking about banning them across the country. It's uh, it's on and off the table often. But basically, you know, there is something like a non-compete in most states. There's also something that I think is actually even more powerful, and it's a non-solicit. So they can't take your client list legally and they cannot take your team. They cannot like all have this mass exodus. So having that layer of protection and explaining it to your team is very important. What is the repercussions if this happens and do it right? Like do it in a prenup, like do it, do it in the, in the sense of do it, you know, talk about it before it's a problem Yeah. because you're setting those expectations of here's what I assume, or here's the um, preferred exit strategy. If you leave the company and here are the things you are unable to do, or I will take legal action if you do them. So that's one side of it. And again, I don't know that she didn't have that, but maybe could um, have, even been more clear about what the repercussions would be if that happened. Um, so again, non-solicit, you can do clients. You could also do, um, uh, obviously, other employees. Um, yeah. And there is um, some uh, some wiggle room to, to have these with vendors or other relationships that were built underneath the brand that they yes. work for. So again, there's a lot of uh, legal protections. It's not overly complicated. Um, But again, I always recommend uh, having those outlined in a handbook, also talked about in um, the onboarding process. And we always joke, like, we know it sounds weird to talk about if you leave, we want you to stay for a very long time. But we also know life happens, things come up. We We want you to know the best way for you, for us and for the clients, for you to have an exit strategy. Yeah, so, I remember okay. even thinking yeah. back then, like, oh, did they never have a conversation about if they were happy with their, like, if they were happy there or not? Because it seems so dramatic, you know, the way yeah. the way we were all told it went down, which, I mean, who knows what's true, right? I'm sure the truth right. is somewhere in between those two stories. Interestingly yeah. enough, almost all parties are still working independently in this market, which I think is so interesting. interesting. 
yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you nailed it. That was going to be my second kind of piece of this is it's, it, it's out. And again, I don't know this person. I'm sure they are great. So I don't, you know, I don't know the background, but I do think that there, there may be a seed of leadership issues uh, of leading yes. a team well, of, of setting expectations of, of appreciating the team for giving them the value. So Renee, I think a lot of people think I'm crazy, but here's exactly, and I have actually done this. I had a team member who, um, again, I was young, uh, yet much younger and um, didn't set expectations well and didn't communicate effectively. And I put her in a position, I was gonna purchase a venue and put her in the position to basically be the venue manager in the transition. And I, uh, one day sat down with coffee with her to see how everything was going. And she said, Hey, Ash, this isn't really going to be a great conversation with you because I just signed the paperwork. I bought the venue. And, what? um, yeah, in that moment, I was very proud of myself because I, uh, you know, I look back and I'm like, I want to fly on that wall. It'd have been fun to watch. Like what color did I turn? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I said, you know, Hey, I understand. Um, I really would have appreciated that this to come about in a different way, but why don't you um, keep me in the loop of how I can support you? I know we've worked together for a long time. Uh, you know, I'm sure that wasn't easy for you to tell me. So I do appreciate that. And um, I want you to know, like this didn't, this wasn't the direction I assumed this was going to go. And I'm a little frustrated by that. However, you have worked with me for years and we have had a relationship. So I need to step, you know, in my mind, I need to step out of that, that hot white anger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very betrayal. You know, this is a betrayal. And instead, you know, just give grace that there's probably a lot I didn't know that was happening on the back end. Yeah. There was probably a lot that I didn't understand of why she moved into that role. Conversations with the current owner. Yeah. And I think we all, we all feel very personally attacked when things don't go the way that we want. But there's probably a reason. There's something that happened that we were not necessarily in control of and may never have been in control of. Yes. So my perspective, if I was that planner... I would have, I would have told my, I would have been mad. Like, let's be straight up. Like, I'll be mad at first, of course. Yeah. Like, you just are. And I would try to move into, I am so grateful that they gave me the time that they did when they worked in my organization for years, because I was able in those years to build the business I have now, to build the reputation I have now. And what I'll say, Renee, is there were uh, quite a few people that knew that I was purchasing or thinking about it that were I was very close with in the industry. And a couple of years later, they came back and they said, Ashley, the way that you handled that made me completely understand the type of character that you have. I will refer you business till the day I am not in business because of how that was handled. And so the thing with teams that dad and I talk about with the intensive that we think a little bit more internally on, but people are watching, you know, people are watching when you are in a leadership role, your team is watching, but also the industry is watching. So I don't know if this planner handled it gracefully or it was, you know, got gossipy or catty or whatever. I don't know the situation, but I will yeah. say there will be, there would be a powerful reaction from the vendors if the abundant mindset really overcame the planner and they said hey i'm just grateful for the time that the team members gave me because that is a gift 
when anybody yeah. works for our organization, they're giving us their time. And as leaders, if, if things don't go the way we want, we still need to be humbled and, and remember what they have given. So Renee, again, <laughs> I don't necessarily know the situation, but I do say that would be two things that you can do to kind of prevent that from happening. Or if it does, move through it quickly. Because yes. that's the other thing is that, and it sounds fantastic, that that, that did not kill her business. That did not, t- no. you know, hit her I think, so it, hard I think it actually changed the direction of her business because she seems to do more destination now. She's not really here anymore. I mean, she's here, but not really here. And maybe that was sort of the way it was always meant to be. I mean, not to be Pollyanna about it, but I think sometimes right. these things happen. And in the end, you yep. look back and go, okay, yeah, that was actually a gift. You know, yep. I just didn't know then. My question for yeah, you is... Oh, yeah, that happens no, all the time to me. I don't know if that happens to you. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, constantly, <laughs> constantly. All so, the things, all the things I think I want and I'm desperate for, and then they don't, I don't, I don't get them. And then it's like you mourn it, and then you look back and go, oh yeah, that wasn't right for me. I just couldn't 100%. see it at the time, you know. So again, I think it, you know if they're worried about you know people exiting, you know, legally protect yourself. There's great ways to do that. Great templates. Connecting with me, I'm happy to get you the the great templates. Uh, Braden has great ones. Carolyn Fox has great ones. So Kunbi has great ones. There's a lot for the wedding pro community, which I love, and the creative community. Yes, we'll um, link to all those, those in the contracts. show notes for sure. Yeah, get those contracts, but then also uh, really hone in and develop your leadership. And those things shouldn't happen. What happens if it, within your team? A trust is broken, right? Or not, maybe not fully broken, but it's like there's some questionable gray areas here. What do you do as a leader to either build back that trust or how do you know if you can if you can or should build it back? What what do you do? You have like specific, like even just for you, specific like, you know, th- things that are like, okay, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, we actually have two questions you ask yourself and then a five-step process. I don't want to go through all that, but we have a very outline. But basically, you're you're thinking about, can this person change and will this person change? Like, can is about um, ability and will is about attitude. So do they have the capability to change or do they have the willingness or the attitude to change? If you get have the uh, answer yes, to both of those questions, both not and or both, then you can move through, like I say, our five-step process where it, you know, this, the top-down level version is basically you're talking to them privately, you're addressing the behavior. We have a great script of like how to do it. If then statements, it's really great. Everybody asks us because it's the number one thing we get. We have a membership community where you know we they go through the intensive, but then it's like the real world starts. Yes. <laughs> like happen, right? yes. It's like okay, now now this problem came up. How do I deal with it? So we have um, some great statements around that. But really, it's you know meeting them in private explaining how and why their behavior impacted the company, the client, and then addressing and basically coming to the same, getting on the same page that that behavior was was not appropriate and this is why. And then you're going to create an action plan and then hold them accountable to that action plan. So again, it's that's the 10,000 foot view, but absolutely, uh, it's a, any common challenge with a team, you can absolutely work through it, but it really comes down to, I think that very, that very first part about those two questions of, of can they change and will they change? And if you have a yes to those, I do believe trust can be built back up. And then what about if trust is broken with the client? Mm, that's a great one. Um, this would be, um, I think, a little bit more on the owner or the managing director to really pour into. Is this more conflict management yeah. um, and client facing? Um, I know, I think you guys, you talk a lot about it, um, kind of working with a client and having a great like onboarding process and yes. different things like that. So I would say similar in nature, 
you know, you're, you're making them feel important, the client feel important by talking to them, letting them, you know, speak their mind, address it, but then also creating an action plan and accountability is on how it's going to be resolved. Um, yeah. So similar paths, but I think with the client, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Trust is such is God. Trust is one of those things like communication, right? Where we're like, well, it's understood. We have trust. It's like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. Not always. It's like, intangible we're great thing. at communicating. It's like, no, yeah. not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And I think that the, it's a relationship, right? Trust. Yeah. And, and the other thing I'll say, Renee, I think when we're talking about the conversation of trust in teams, we're always thinking about it from the leader, the leader trusts the team. But what about the other way? You have to earn the trust of your team by showing up well for them. You have to earn their trust, earn their respect, earn their belief in you. And I think when we kind of flip it that way and we think about like, oh, how can I earn? How can I show up? How can I pour into? Um, how can I serve? How can I connect with my team and build that trust? That's also a, a you know piece of the equation we have to be thoughtful of as leaders. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, you know, I put myself in the shoes of me, earlier me, younger me, when I was working for other people, not even in, well, in hospitality, but in different, you know, different forms in New York and such. And one of the things I always really valued, and it didn't occur to me until I started being a boss myself, is that as, a, as an employee, I really valued when my employers were like emotionally solid and grounded. Like mm. I wanted to know that I was getting the same person every day when I'd come into work, mm. you know, consistency. Yeah. Consistency. And, and yeah, it's that, you know, again, you talk about where you got to develop as a leader, exactly. um, I'm a bright, fiery red. I have things to say right now. And then I learned to like, well, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> you know, that, is not, that does not, uh, you know, lead the conversation fruitfully forward. I don't want to do that. Um, and so I think it is, it's, it's emotional regulation and it's, yes. and it's pouring into uh, personal development, right? Making sure that you're leading with productivity and just, I, I would say, just understand if you're making the choice to have a conversation while you are still in the white hot uh, emotion of it, you probably won't get the results as quickly or as effectively that you're looking for. So you're kind of making that choice. If I'm going to, if I'm going to give into the emotional side and I'm going to send this email or make this phone call or send this voice text and you're doing it in the, in the white hot emotion of it, just know that you're making the choice to not have a very productive or build on the relationship. And, and when I put it in that context, sometimes it really helps me like, okay, I do have control here. I need to hold off for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely and, had to do that. And honestly, everyone, listeners, this is where journaling comes in quite handy. Cause if you're, mm -hmm. I mean, I know it, it probably doesn't feel as emotionally, you know, releasing to journal as it does to like yell if that, if yeah. you're in that place, but it's way healthier and way better for everyone if you just rip a hole in the page because you're writing so hard than it or, is to turn to someone and start thing, yelling, right? Yeah. Renee, the thing I do, like if I really need to yell, I go sing at the top of my lungs. Yes. I'm not a very oh my good God. singer. Doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You just need singer, the release of it. It is. And like, yeah, you're going to find your little hacks, but absolutely. Like if you're like, I need, to, I'm an extrovert to the max, like extrovert all day. My thoughts and emotions go out um, and, and I'm energized by people and like, right. It's, it's that feeling. And so I need that release sometimes. So I will like go into my closet and belt out a song that, that like sinks with my emotions. And it's super helpful because I do get that release. So again, it's just, you kind of got to find the things that work for you. And again, journaling, but there's a lot of yoga, all those different things that can help really regulate emotions. Running, going for a run, getting on the Peloton, sweating it out. Sometimes that's the only thing that works, mm -hmm. you know, and for me. Depends. 
everybody has their own thing. And finding yeah. that I think is really important in leadership. I love that. Okay, so you've alluded to it several times in this convo. And so I want you to tell people directly, all of this good, good training, good information, good resource can be found where? Oh yeah, our, our intensive, our building yes. a human intensive. So if you haven't heard about it, it's a 12 week live taught uh, done with you kind of course all on building your team. So um, we have kind of three different phases. The first phase is really about getting prepped and ready. And then the second phase is about the process. So SOPs hiring. And then uh, the third phase is really about the, the performance and leadership. So we cover everything from affording your team. You get this amazing calculator where you can put in some of your uh, base metrics and it shows you how to build a team and if you can afford a team, which is really cool, compensation, all that good stuff. Uh, but then we also do mindset stuff. We've, we've talked about that a lot, Renee, but we have oh, some yeah. great stuff on mindset. Um, and then we go into uh, structuring your team, onboarding SOPs, setting expectation, common challenges of teams. So it's really great because it's done with you. Dad and I teach live um, so you can ask questions. Love but that. then we also have, gosh, we always keep adding to it. Everyone in our community just like rolls their eyes and laughs. And it's like, you didn't build another tool. Um, <laughs> I think we have like 38, I think last we counted. So this is like templates, emails checklists, physical tools, uh, SWOT analysis that helps you like really figure out uh, teams, if you're going to build a new markets, all this really robust stuff. Um, but it's a building your team intensive. And honestly, if you're listening to this and thinking, man, uh, I think a team is the next thing that I need to do in my business, you got to apply. And you Great. can just go to our website at www.theabundance.group backslash apply. Super Fantastic. easy. Um, then you actually get a one-on-one -on -one call and it, it is a true uh, application process. It's not like a, Hey, look, yay, you made it. Cause you filled out the form. <laughs> it's like We have a conversation. Dale, Dale's going to have like some pretty great questions for you just to see if, if you are really ready, because there's nothing worse to us than if we have people invest in our, in our, in our products or in our courses that aren't ready yet. Yeah, because that's that's true. dollars they didn't spend, it's moving their business in a direction they're not ready for. Right. So it's, it is truly an application process. So absolutely go to our website and apply. Um, and that's the best way to connect in on the intensive. Love it. And we will put the um, link for that in the show notes as well. And I also want to mention, you know, a lot of times when people come on and they say like, oh, it's an application, you have to talk to someone, everyone gets like very scared, right? There's this like, mm, oh God, yeah. fear. It's not for me. It's like, no, you guys, it's actually very helpful. It's up. That is being of service to you because mm, no one's, absolutely. no one's here to waste your time with a 12 week program that you're not ready for. So it's no big deal. Just apply, have the conversation. Yeah. Listen, Ashley and Dale are the nicest humans in the world. They're not going to be, they're not going to laugh at you and be like, oh, <laughs> you're not ready. They're just going to say. You don't know your revenue yet. No, no, no. no. Exactly. And, and the other thing is a lot of people know me, right? You see me out of conferences or you hear me on podcasts or I'm on social. I'm like, who's this Dale guy she talks about? And uh -huh. it's actually a really cool way to meet Dale in his element. He's an individualizer on the strengths finder, you know, so he loves pouring into the one-on-one, -on -one. but then you get to know him. And if he's too goofy yeah. for you or tells too many dad jokes, then you'll know. Right? I love it. So you got to vibe with your coaches. You got to vibe with your trainers. You know, who you let speak into your world is so incredibly powerful. It really so is. it's also Renee that we do that. We want you to meet Dale and kind of uh, see his style um, so that's why we do it that way. And it's worked really well. You'll, you'll know if it's for you or not by the time you are um, done with that call with Dale, for sure. Yeah. And it's also entrepreneurs who are listening. It's about trusting yourself too. You know, yes. like you mm -hmm. have to know, you have to know, you have to know again, back to that feeling about like, you, you'll know in your gut, I think if it's right or wrong, mm -hmm. if you're doing the self-development work and trusting yourself enough, it's also about yeah, trusting yourself. 
yeah, I was talking about uh, with someone earlier this morning was, you know, we hear a lot and I'm sure you hear this too, like, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. And oh, all yeah. I hear is that my dream life isn't important enough for me. And I die a little inside yep. <laughs> it's like money and time, especially when it comes to building your team for us, like you get that back when you build a team, you make more money, you get more time. So like yep. when you hear no, I don't know, Renee, if you feel like that, it's like you're saying no to the the dream life that you want to have. Yep. And that always just, it's that fear. Like you had talked about earlier, it's that fear. Yes. And uh, you just can't let it, you can't let it be in the driver's seat. That's for sure. No, you only have one life and it's rapidly passing us by. And, you know, if you're unhappy in your business or you, you're feeling those growing pains or you're feeling restricted by your business, or if you just have zero work-life balance, oh. it might be time for a team. And Ashley and Dale are the people to help you do that. Like the end. We'd be honored. We'd be honored to be a part of it. We've had a lot of people through the program and we have a blast. We just love our students and we have a lot of fun. I love that so much. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone where they can find you out on the World Wide Web. On, on the interwebs. They can, the interwebs. You guys can hang out. Come hang out with us on Instagram. Kayla nice. uh, is also on the tag team, so you'll see her popping up. She's starting to do some speaking, Renee. I can't wait for you to see her on stage. She's oh, dynamic and incredible. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. So we're just, we hang out at, on Instagram at The Abundance Group. Again, you'll see me and Kayla's faces every once in a while. We pester Dale to make a reel. He's <laughs> 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 like, what do you need me to do? Um, but we're in the DMs all the time, having conversations, voice messages. And honestly, we have a lot of free resources and tools. So if the intensive, like you said, feels too intense or it isn't quite the right step, we got lots of great stuff to give you. So come hang out with us on Instagram too. Love that. Love that so much. Ashley, thank you for being a two-time podcast guest, girl. Love it. And for my lovely listeners, thank you for spending your time with us today. Your time is the most valuable resource you have, and I know you can't make any more of it. So thank you for spending it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.